Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Equine Essentials. I'm your host, Gray Parks, equine nutritionist for ProTrition Feed, and I'm here tonight to talk to you about feeding your horse's hooves, how we can feed our horses to maximize their potential to grow healthy and strong hooves. It's probably one of the most common questions that I get asked from horse owners. First, what do we define as a healthy hoof? Um, So a healthy hoof is going to have a hard, smooth, dry wall, um, a thick outer wall with minimal cracking and chipping, really tight white line connection, wide, healthy heels that can absorb shock. Here are some photographs of typical hooves that are, while not completely perfect, in very good health and shape. You can see that you don't have a lot of excessive long hoof on either of these horses, no chipping and cracking, nice tight white lines. Um, on that solar view, this is a horse that had um, just shed part of her sole, which is why you see some of that white live sole there. That's not atypical after a really dry period um, when we finally get some rain like we've had recently, but not something to be concerned about. Overall, very healthy, um, functional hooves on both of these horses. What might we see in an unhealthy hoof, on the other hand? Um, and I will add there are some mechanical issues at play on some of these horses um, due to the way that they're being trimmed that are exacerbating it. But you see chipping, you see cracking, um, you see a stretched white line that might even lead to white line disease. Um, and in the case of that bottom right solar view, um, a thrush because of narrow, contracted, stressed heels that are going to trap bacteria and moisture in the horse's frog and lead to infection. Now, by feeding our horse, we can't change the horse's genetics. We can't make the horse grow naturally better quality hoof wall than it has the potential to. But we can maximize whatever that horse's potential is. We also can't change the way the horse is being trimmed or shod by how we feed the horse, but we can minimize the stresses on that hoof by tailoring what we're feeding the horse to improving its hoof health. So what kind of stressors do we put our hooves under? Well, there are environmental stressors and then there are metabolic stressors. Environmental stressors we may or may not be able to change. Um, It's winter in Tennessee, or it will be soon, there will be mud right? Mud and moisture in general are very bad for hooves. A healthy hoof is a hard, dry hoof. So if we can minimize mud accumulation, then that's going to reduce stress. Trying to avoid excessive water from too many baths, um, that can help, especially with horses that have genetically poor hoof quality. With healthy hooves, um, even daily baths don't cause that much trouble. Um, But with sensitive hooves, we want to minimize the amount of water that we put on that hoof. And no matter how much tradition might make us all like the look of a polished or oiled hoof, avoiding hoof oils and polishes is very important when you have a horse that has poor hoof quality because extra moisture is just going to make that hoof softer, make it stretch out more, make it more likely to be damaged. That can also happen with horses that are turned out Um, during the night in the summer because in morning dew, their feet get wet. You bring them inside, put them on shavings, the feet dry out, and that wet, dry, wet, dry cycle stretches the fibers in the hoof wall and causes some weakening and chipping. In the summer months, flies are an environmental stressor. The stomping that horses do, especially on very hard, dry ground, can cause excessive concussion and be a stressful event for that horse's hooves. 
Things that we can help with our diet, however, are metabolic stressors. So horses that have any type of metabolic disorder, like Cushing's disease, as we see in that top left photo, or insulin resistance, which is often found when we see horses that are foundering, is in the bottom right photo. Insulin resistance is a component of equine metabolic syndrome. These horses will tend to be obese, but they aren't always. What we do see almost across the board on these horses, though, is abnormal fat deposits. So horses that get patchy fat, especially over the crest of their neck, as in the bottom left photo on tonight's slide, are much more likely to be horses that are metabolic than those who get fat all over, um, but don't get excessively crusty or excessively fat in any one particular location. We're hoping by managing our horse, we can avoid a crisis like the laminitic pony that you see in the bottom right. With horses that have any type of metabolic dysfunction, we wanna make sure that we minimize sugar and starch intake in those horses so that we can help to keep their whole body, including their hooves, as healthy as possible. One thing to keep an eye on for horses that might be prone to metabolic disorder but aren't showing overt signs yet are chronic and repeated abscesses. Hoof abscesses that occur over and over and over again um, are often seen in horses that have a metabolic issue, particularly Cushing's disease that hasn't been diagnosed yet. So keep an eye on your horse's hooves, and if you're getting a lot of abscesses and no real reason for those abscesses, then be sure to look into the diet and see if we can remove some sugar and starch and help that horse out a little bit. So what can we do for all of our horses to help ensure healthy hooves. We wanna supply the nutrients that help the horse build a good strong hoof wall. One of those is protein. The hoof wall is made up of proteins, including two particular proteins, keratin and collagen, that provide the strength in the case of keratin and the flexibility in the case of collagen to maintain a healthy hoof wall. Now getting enough protein into an adult horse is generally not a big problem. Even a relatively moderate quality grass or grass hay is usually gonna provide plenty of overall protein. But what we do tend to see on horses, especially horses that are very easy keepers and don't get a lot of grain, is that we're having a hard time getting those essential amino acids. So if you think about basic nutrition, proteins are made up of amino acids. And every protein has a different profile of the types and amounts of amino acids that are required to build that protein. If you're missing one of those amino acids or have a very limited supply of one of those amino acids, then the horse can't build the proteins it needs for strong tissues, including muscles and hooves. So we could have an excessive amount of protein, but be limited on a common essential amino acid like lysine or methionine, and therefore have a bit of a deficiency even in a horse getting a lot of protein. So here's an example of how that might happen. Say you have an average-sized 1,100-pound horse that's in moderate work. You ride it most days. Um, that horse requires a relatively low amount of crude protein, a little less than 770 grams in a day. It does require a little more than 30 grams of lysine. Now let's say we're feeding this horse 20 pounds of grass hay a day. That's a very typical 10% protein grass hay. Um, notice that at 20 pounds a day, you're feeding well over this horse's crude protein requirement. 
but due to the quality of the protein, you're not meeting the horse's lysine requirement. And that's a very, very common scenario for a horse on a grass hay diet. How do we address that problem? Well, it depends upon what kind of horse we're looking at. If you have a horse that's a relatively moderate to hard keeper, then it's actually pretty easy to make up for that protein deficiency because when we feed enough grain to maintain the horse's calorie requirements, we're going to more than get the protein by default. But with an easy keeper, then we need something like a ration balancer where we feed a low volume, low calorie serving size to meet the horse's protein requirements. So you can see a very typical amount of our Pinnacle 1400 pellet, um, six pounds a day, which if you have a three quart square scoop is roughly a scoop twice a day, is going to meet that horse's lysine requirements and then some when fed with grass hay. But for an easy keeper, then two pounds of pinnacle balancer is the recommended amount in moderate work. And again, you're going to meet that horse's lysine requirements easily at that point. A similar concept applies to vitamins and minerals in the horse's diet. And we could talk for an entire hour about vitamins and minerals, and these are certainly not the only vitamins and minerals important for hoof health, but they're some of the biggies. The most popular one that you've probably heard of and seen in most hoof supplements is biotin, which is a B vitamin. Now, horses don't technically have a dietary requirement for most B vitamins, and that's because the microbes in the horse's hindgut that help the horse digest hay produce B vitamins that the horse can then use. However, we do know that some horses seem to have either an elevated need for biotin or poor production of biotin by the microbes in their hindgut. So for those horses, 15 to 20 milligrams per day of additional biotin in the diet has been shown to help improve hoof wall quality. In particular, hoof wall elasticity and strength. So hooves that tend to chip and crack um, and not grow fast enough to repair those chips and cracks often respond very positively for, to biotin. With these horses that have a particularly high need for biotin, sometimes you'll also see increased um, mane and tail growth when you add biotin, just like increased nail growth in a human who's taking oral biotin. Now, among minerals, again, there are many, many that will improve or affect horses' hoof health, but the two that are most commonly discussed and most commonly deficient are zinc and copper. And that's because these nutrients, among others, tend to be very low in grasses and hays that are grown in this part of the world. And the horse does need a significant amount for performance. So zinc, for example, is an important component of those collagen and keratin proteins that make up the hoof wall. And copper is important for the structural integrity of those proteins. So zinc kind of makes up the protein itself. Copper gives it the structure that helps it to be resilient against certain forces. A horse in moderate work that weighs 1,100 pounds has a requirement of a little less than 500 milligrams a day of zinc, a little more than 100 milligrams a day of copper. Let's go back and look at that typical grass hay again. 20 pounds a day is going to not even come close to meeting either the zinc or the copper needs. So again, we look at what else the horse needs in its diet. For a moderate to hard keeper, maybe you're feeding our pinnacle 1200 high fat. And if the horse is eating five pounds of that a day, he's getting his zinc and copper needs met fairly comfortably. But for an easy keeper, 
on a balancer, again, at that two pound recommended rate, you're gonna get an equivalent amount of vitamins and minerals in a smaller, lower calorie, lower volume package. It's become really popular lately um, among certain internet groups to recommend large amounts of copper and zinc be added to every horse's diet. It's very important not to ever add any mineral randomly into a horse's diet, especially a horse that's getting a, cons a considerable amount of any commercial feed. Minerals across the board have many, many interactions. They all interact with each other. How they're absorbed affects the absorption of others. Um, and you can very easily imbalance the horse's diet. For example, if you feed too much copper, then you're gonna impact and reduce that horse's ability to absorb zinc. So you wanna make sure you don't just add one, you wanna make sure you're balancing the total diet of the horse. There's a lot of talk about iron, for example, in horse diets. And while it's true that there's virtually no reason that any horse would ever need iron above and beyond what's in a typical forage diet. There's also no evidence that we can counteract high iron by feeding a lot of copper and zinc. Um, the way that metals are absorbed in the horse's body is quite complicated, but essentially when X amount, a certain amount of metal ions have been absorbed into the bloodstream, then the transporters for all of those metal ions, iron, copper, zinc, and others, shuts off and stops absorbing any. So we can feed all the copper and zinc we want, but we're not going to make up for the fact that there's a lot of these metals in the horse's diet. They're all necessary nutrients. We have to be strategic about how we incorporate vitamins and minerals instead into the horse's diet. With our pinnacle feeds, for example, we do that by utilizing chelated minerals, which means zinc and copper that are chemically bound into proteins so that those amino acids can be absorbed the way that proteins are absorbed inst instead of relying on metal ions. So we can kind of sneak that zinc and copper around the guard shack and make sure we're getting plenty in the horse's diet without feeding excessive amounts of any nutrient to the horse, which can be a problem from a balance perspective and also from an environmental contamination perspective because of course, whatever we feed the horse, the horse doesn't need, will come out of the body in the manure and therefore be left on our pastures. Balance in everything when it comes to the horse's diet, especially when it comes to hoof health. Right? Now, another dietary component that we don't talk about as much when it comes to hoof health, but can be helpful, is added fat. So adequate or having enough dietary fat is important for overall skin, hair, and hoof health in the horse and helps to improve the hoof's barrier against fungus and bacteria in the environment. Now, having excessive amounts or more than the horse needs, more than adequate, isn't necessarily going to make a dramatic improvement in hoof health. And most fat-added supplements, fat-added concentrates, are going to get the horse into that adequate range. Um, but we do have lots of options. So maybe the horse is on a really good balanced hay, a good balancer, maybe a vitamin and mineral supplement that's especially um, effective for that horse, but you want to just add a little bit of fat. In that case, you can do that with a pelleted fat supplement like Pinnacle Energy Plus. You can do that with something like ground flaxseed if the horse will eat the powder out of its feed um, or with an oil like Purina Omega Match Oil. It all depends on what's best for that horse. You may have, on the other hand, a horse that has a very high calorie need 
um, and you're feeding a lot of grain and you're looking for a high calorie grain that probably has a significant amount of fat and you can get the same effect. So the horse at the top of this screen is a lactating mare. Obviously, you see the foal there with her. She was, at the time that photo was taken, eating eight pounds of our Pinnacle 1400 Plus, which is a 12% fat pelleted feed. Um, and she's a broodmare on pasture who gets no grooming. Um, and she did get a bath that day, but no coat spray. That's just what her coat looks like on that feed. The bottom horse, on the other hand, much fatter, much lower energy requirements. She gets much less feed, period. She gets the Purina Omega Match Oil for her dietary fat needs because you can't feed her enough calories um, to make a big fat difference because then she'll gain a lot of weight and get excessively fat. All we want to do when we're looking at horses is match the product to the horse's needs. So there's really not a good one-size-fits-all. This is the best feed for hooves. This is the best supplement for hooves. It all depends on what that horse needs. So kind of in summary, when you're feeding your horse's hooves, first you want to control environmental stressors as much as possible. We want to make sure that we're addressing any metabolic issues by controlling sugar and starch for those horses who have signs of things like Cushing's disease and metabolic syndrome. We want to ensure we're providing appropriate quality and balanced proteins, vitamins, and minerals to meet that horse's needs, whether we have a horse that needs a lot of regular feed or a horse that needs a balancer to make sure we're getting enough of the right nutrients to help your horse build a healthy and strong hoof. Thank you all for joining me tonight. If you have questions about this or any subject related to equine nutrition, you can comment on this video or email me at gray.parks at protritionfeed.com. I look forward to seeing you all again next month.